Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Infinity Film Podcast, which is the greatest film podcast show on planet Earth. I am your host, Roger Gliptrat, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful friend and a magnificent co-host, the great, the one and only, Benjamin Saunders. Hello, mate. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. Yeah, greatest, greatest podcast show on Earth. That's a little... Uh... It's very humbling, but yeah, uh, I think it'll stick. Great, because I'm keeping it from from now on. So, we are continuing our summer movie season in review. God, that's a handful to say. (laughs) We're going to have to find a way to shorten that down, maybe. Um, (laughs) Maybe next time. Yeah. We talked about 2010. Obviously, uh, if you guys want to find out what our favorite movie from that summer was, please go back and revisit it. Uh, We had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, Now we're talking about 2011. Which I we, we took a look at before we hit the record button, and I have to say, Ben, this summer is already looking a lot better than 2010. Yes, I so, agree. I think 2010 had the movie, Toy Story 3, but in terms of just overall quality movies, 2011 looks better than 2010. Mm-hmm. So let's not waste any time, because, Ben, would you look at that? Summer kicks off with an MCU film. Oh. Or the God of Thunder. Emma. I... Didn't have a lot of expectations because Thor's never been one of my favorite characters in the comics and haven't been the biggest fan of Chris Hemsworth, but Natalie Portman, Idris Elba, okay. You got me. You got me. I thought it was okay when I first watched it. It was fun. And I love the post credit stinger because it obviously sets up the Avengers, mm-hmm. which we could talk about next episode. I'm, really, I'm sure we're both excited about. The more I watch the movie, though, Ben, the more I appreciate it. I think what happened what happened with me with Thor is Thor 2 came out and was a big old whimper, and it kind of made me less enjoy the first Thor a little less. Mm. Uh, okay. But this is really a Shakespearean kind of movie, man. Kevin mm-hmm. Brown really went all Shakespeare out from just the way they talked, the way it was shot, and the I mean, the way it was shot was kind of, you know, get the, the close-ups a little bit and the weird angles. And I was like, oh, I yeah, know. all those touch angles. Yeah. You know, if if anything, Ben, Chris Hemsworth sold me that he is Thor. And, mm-hmm. But the biggest takeaway, obviously, is Cat Dennings. No, obviously, it's uh, <laughs> uh, Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always great seeing the great Anthony Hopkins. He is a magnificent Odin. And the great Renee Russo also, even though she's in the movie for about as long as this episode has been so far. <laughs> uh, she's she's still great. But yeah, yeah, this is really about Thor and his journey. And it's a it's a great journey. And it's 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 a great story. The action, not the best in my opinions. Whatever. But one of my favorite parts in the MCU, or not one of my in this movie is when they go to visit the Frost Giants and Loki finally convinces him, hey, let's go home. And then one of the Frost Giants goes, run away, princess, or go home, princess. Mm. And then everyone's just like, oh, God. <laughs> Look, I yeah, remember Loki's response and just goes, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then Thor has that Thor smile. And, you know, it, I, God, that, that scene was great. Um, yeah. The stuff in the second act, hit or miss for me. You know, the love story, I can, I'm, I'm good without it. I will say this, though. Selling Starsguard, mm-hmm. I love him. It was great in this. <laughs> yeah. Love them. Yeah, overall, Ben, 
a fine entry in the MCU. It's it's in the middle of the pack for me. Mm-hmm. It's not in my elites of the elites. It's it's fine though. Ben, what do you what do you think about about Thor? Yeah, well, honestly, uh, similar thoughts. Um, well, this was not my first MCU in the theaters. Uh, we'll get to that sometime later. Uh, I didn't get into films, uh, you know, seeing weekly films really until uh, later. But but Thor, yeah, it's it's okay. I feel like I've seen it a lot, you know, showing the MCU to other friends and stuff. And even I remember watching it with my brother for the first time uh, on DVD. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Anthony Hopkins, awesome. Uh, this was even before I knew Natalie Portman's name, and I was like, she's gonna be big. And then, of course, I've seen a lot more movies now, and yeah, she is big, but uh, enjoyable. Yeah, but uh, definitely lower lower tier MCU again for me. Yeah, you know, my my last thing about this movie is, I feel like with Natalie Portman, when she does these indie films, she shines. We talk about a Black Swan. Annihilation. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic, man. I mean, mm-hmm. like Oscar-worthy performances. Yes, it's when she's in these no strings attached or these stores. I'm like, eh, eh. she. You can tell she's kind of just waiting for that paycheck to clear through her bank account. But mm. that's all I'll say about that. Uh, I want to talk about quickly about Bridesmaids, a great comedy, one of my all-time favorite comedies. The coming out party from Melissa McCarthy. This movie's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious, but I don't think you've seen this movie, right? I saw this recently and have been built up for years, and I don't think it's oh as great as everyone no. says. I love no. the I love the cast. They're they're having a blast working together, um, and I was just a little let down with the story, and I don't know. There 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 were parts I laughed, but. You know, when you when you get them all throwing up in the bathroom and stuff, I was a little it went a little far for me sometimes. Gotcha. Well, some other films I want to quickly run down before Ben wants to talk about one of his one of his films. I'm gonna let him speak about. I want to shout out, give some love to X Men First Class. Oh yeah, film from on. Indeed. Uh, fantastic. Kung Fu Panda Two. Actually, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to, even though I hate the ending. Really fun. One of the best movies, in my opinion, of all time. It's I haven't really figured out my top 100. I've, it's it's kind of changed recently. Then mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure I've put it in there though. Uh, Drive, love yeah. Drive, Ryan Gosling. That didn't see it in theaters though. I, I didn't get to see it. In the no, theaters. me neither. But when I finally did get a chance to see it, loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hold on to the back. I enjoyed it, but I don't love it as much as I love it now. Now that I've gone back and rewatched it a few more times, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Drive, and I think that was really it. Oh, and then the Best Picture winner came out this year, The Artist. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's all I'll say about that. Oh, and Midnight in Paris with Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams. Lovely, lovely film. Ben, I don't think you had a chance to see this yet, have you? No, not yet. Oh, it's, it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But Ben, I think you want to talk about a movie with some pirates? Yeah, sure. Uh, I love Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, especially the the first three. And I heard about a new one coming out. Ooh, and it was. Uh, I are are you awake, Rudd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was just making sure. Yeah, we're we're getting Blackbeard, one of my favorite, you know, real pirates to to read stories about. And I was like, oh, this is great. 
And oh, yeah, yeah. It, yep, you're still there. I don't think it's terrible on Stranger Tides, but it does get quite weird with uh, the zombies. Um, I think the mermaids are pretty cool, but uh, you know it goes on for a while, and then they even trap one and bring her alive, and she saves. I don't know. Yeah, it's been way too much time with the mermaids, dude. Yeah, and a lot of scenes and jokes run a little too long, but I think it's still. It, it tries to to bring back some of the the heart and that magic from the first couple pirates movies, and it doesn't always succeed. Still better than the fifth one, in my opinion. <laughs> if I'm gonna watch pirates, I'm gonna watch one of the first three, but I wouldn't shun away everyone from from seeing the fourth one. Yeah, I my my favorite's actually part two, Dead Man's Chest. That's my personal mm-hmm. favorite pirates movie. That one I feel like they get the heart and spirit of, of adventure. Yeah, you know, get a lot of cool locations and the stuff with the Kraken was awesome. Even though we had to wait like two hours for the Kraken to come, he finally came. <laughs> yep, it was worth it. I kind of tuned out after the third one, honestly. I thought the third one was way too long. Some cool action sequences, but it just it it was it it, it just wasn't the same as the first two, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I, I have been inspired to go back and rewatch the whole trilogy. So at some point this year, I'm going to go back and rewatch it. Oh, sweet! Uh, I just that fifth one is so bad, man. And uh, yeah, but I'm, we're going to get to that when summer 2017 rolls around. But yeah, as far as this fourth one goes, it's whatever. It's not the worst movie in the world. No, I just I got bored real quickly with it, buddy. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, so. Also, fun fact, this was the first movie that I saw twice in theaters. Really? Yep, two two different friend groups on different weekends wanted to see it, and That's so I saw it twice. How dare you see this movie twice? <laughs> well. Anyway, you're the you're the reason why they made a fifth. Where'd I go, Benjamin? <laughs> uh, I'm kind of sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Last movie I want to talk about, Hangover Part 2. This was, ben, this is actually, I was so, so hyped for this movie, because I loved the first hangover the hangover part two is actually still in my top 10 of most anticipated movies of all time i i absolutely adored that first one and the hype mm-hmm. for the second one was real for me mm-hmm. didn't like it as much as the first but it's not as bad as people say it is i had a lot of fun comedy is very subjective the comedy hit it definitely kind of is a playback of the first one in terms of the steps and everything and trying to find their missing person but I enjoyed the adventure they went on. It it gets dark in some places. Some people get shot, and there's drug-dealing monkeys and stuff. So, you know, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And Ken Jeong, of course, is Ken Jeong. He's crazy. I love him in these movies, man. So, Hangar Part 2, like it, don't like it? Me, uh, I have not seen. I've only seen the first one. And honestly, again, I wasn't as thrilled as, as a lot of people were. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to move on to June. Not a lot of really great movies in June. Oh, wait. Yes, there is. Actually, oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. Green Lantern. Anyway, uh, uh, no. I, I love this movie. You not so much, but I do want to talk about it because it's only the, really, the only movie in June I really want to talk about. Oh, Cars so, 2. Yeah, sorry. That's right. I hate you. Judy Moody in the Not Bummer Summer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you did have films like The Smurfs, Bad Teacher which is actually not a bad little comedy with Cameron Diaz. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, Mr. Poppers, but anyway. Uh, Cars 2 came out, and that was a big old pile of crap. I hope you heard that, Pixar, because it was. 
Horrible Bosses, another comedy directed by Seth Gordon. I look, I love Horrible Bosses. I can't watch that movie any day of the week. It, it's it's hilarious. I love it. But then I know you didn't like it as much as I did. I've talked about it. I talk about it a lot on my page because I think it's kind of underrated, and that's Transformers: Dark of the Moon. I unapologetically I love it because I was. I, you guys know how much Ben and you know this. I I I love that first Transformers in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's actually one of Michael Bay's best movies. Revenge of the Fallen, not so much. There is enjoyment to be had. It's fine. It's just not as good as that first one. This one, you got to know Megan Fox because apparently she called Michael Bay Hitler. Way to go, Megan. Hmm. So you bring in this other blonde, hot chick, Rosie Huntington-Whitley, and she's the new love interest for, for Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I, look, the first hour, I get it. It's hard to get through because it's a bunch of setup. But it's like that. It's like the end of the second and all the third act is nothing but Michael Bay action orgasmic destruction and uh, i ate it all up okay that that was that came out really wrong anyway (laughs) uh wow okay (laughs) you know what we're keeping that in there i don't even care um okay (laughs) wow anyway i get it transformers movies get a bad rap ever since that first one what i loved about this was it kind of went back to 2007's roots and just made it fun and i enjoyed some of the setup i'm not gonna lie i enjoyed it uh, I think Shia LaBeouf does a great job of keeping these movies as entertaining as they can be. You know, the the, the thing Michael Bay needs to stop with is all these damn subplots. There are too many yeah. subplots in these movies, man. All right, Shia LaBeouf, what's going on with Shia LaBeouf's parents? The girlfriend, what's going on with her love life? Uh, John Turturro, what's going on with his character? Uh, uh, oh, the Autobots, that's right. We have Transformers in this movie. Oh, wait, Decepticon, that's right. Oh, wait, gov- oh we also have the government. we got to deal with that stuff. And And the second movie was a mess. They do as best as they can to kind of keep it all cohesive in this movie. Uh, so, yeah, look, Ben, I get it. it's not a tour de force. <laughs> yeah. It's not an action. It's no. It's no Mission Impossible Fallout or, or uh, you know, a Fast Five or anything like that. But I did a personal ranking on my page of my favorite Transformers and Fast and Furious movies, a mm-hmm. combined ranking, and I did put this one as my second favorite of all the films. Uh, I'm not saying this movie is as good as a structurally made movie as Fast Five, mm-hmm. but I had a better time with this movie than Fast Five, if you get if you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, entertainment-wise, this movie's fun. I had a blast. Uh, I got this, I also got to see this movie in IMAX with my dad, Ben. I actually got to see this movie twice. Huh. Went back with a friend, and we saw it, and he didn't like it all that much either, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was... He, he was kind of like everybody else, like, yeah, the third act is fun but the first two hours are kind of whatever. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's this... kind of the common theme with this movie. Dark of the moon is the first two hours or whatever. Fine. The last act is fun. So. Yep. Yeah. I, I could agree to that. Um, I still, this one I did not see in theaters. I believe I saw uh, DVD, but uh, I, I actually, I need to rewatch them again, but the, the second one I remember quite enjoying. Uh, I know it gets a little over the top, but you got that yeah. old Autobot that they're they're trying to to talk to, and the the portal jumping, and of course Megan Fox. I know she's not the best actress, but her and Shia I thought worked pretty pretty well together, and and they you know followed on from the first movie. Yeah, um, she was actually a lot better in this in the second movie than the first movie. Yeah, yeah, and then so I guess I was a little hurt that they just kind of threw her out well i know there's behind the scenes stuff but in the story at least he's just got a new 
girlfriend in this one. And let's throw McDreamy in there. Patrick Dempsey shows up uh, and he's fine, I guess. I don't know. And then according to Wikipedia here, it looks like uh, in the cast list, Richard Nixon is included, the 37th president of the United States. Mm -hmm. But that automatically makes the second movie better. So we can move on. Hey, hey, hey. American hero Buzz Aldrin's in this movie, so relax. Ooh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, that's kind of June. I kind of wanted to spend my time with that. We're in July now, and I know there was one big movie that came out in that month, and that would be Zookeeper. I'm just kidding. Uh, This was fun. Yeah, that was bad. Friends with Benefits, Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. That came out. Yeah, anyway. Cowboys and Aliens. Now... I know this gets put down a lot. John Favreau directed this. Harrison Ford, love him. Daniel Craig, love him. You got Olivia Wilde and Sam Rockwell also. It's not a great movie. It's it's not. And it's a weird pair up and it's just there's it's it's really weird. But I remember liking it back in the day. I do for a rewatch as well. But yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, my buddy and I, we uh we went and saw this uh with a friend of ours and funny story about this we we were because we, we weren't really enjoying the movie all that much so we just started messing with her yeah we were like put our arms around her just making her feel uncomfortable whatever because we were just like messing you know, we were just starting to goof off in the theater because we had the theater all of ourselves and yeah uh, we just started like you know blurting stuff out in the middle of the movie this movie's bad man <laughs> bad movie yeah um yeah i'm not watching this movie again so um <laughs> yeah it, it, we, we we call it cowboys and whores that's oh wow. we don't know okay. why well, we'll just start calling it Cowboys and Horrors, so, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Zoe Saldana did a movie also this month called Columbiana. Not bad. Actually, it gets a lot of eight. It's got like a 27% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not bad. Fun little, fun little action flick. So there's a couple movies I want to talk about. There's two movies on here that I really, really – two that I love, one that I enjoy the more I watch it. So – Let's go ahead and talk about the one that I enjoy the more I talk about, and that's Captain America, the first Avenger. The final film before leading into the Avengers, mm-hmm. which will be uh, – I can't wait to get into that discussion <laughs> next episode then. But that this is an underrated MCU movie. I've always felt like – I've always felt this. Now, it's a shame because we've been spoiled with the MCU, especially when it comes to Phase 2 and 3, giving us some really great films. Captain America quietly has one of the best superhero trilogies of all time. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Okay, you agree. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we differ on our fa- what we think is our personal favorite, you know, what's the yeah. best. You know, I think the war is you obviously think Winter Soldier is, but you can't go wrong with either war. Nope. You really can't. So, but the first Avenger is, Ben, I'm, I'm going to say it, it's a top five comic book origin story. Origin story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Iron Man for me is still the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, unpopular opinion, I think Iron Man is better than Batman Begins. That's just me personally. But that's not knock on Batman Begins because it's still my uh, third favorite origin story. Mm-hmm. But uh, actually, I need it think about it. Gotta have Spider Man up there too. Uh, actually, I have, going a little off topic here, I have Iron Man, then I have the first Deadpool. And then I have oh. uh, at the first Deadpool. Then I have Spider Man. Then I have Batman Begins. And then Captain America: The First Adventure. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah. I, I love that first Deadpool movie, but we're talking about Captain America here. Yes. And Ben, I didn't know much about Haley Atwell until this movie. Me neither. She she just warms your heart, man, every mm-hmm. time she pops up on screen. She she's 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 fantastic. And yep. she she is uh I know she she didn't really appear much in the MCU after this movie. You know, she appears in Winter Soldier in that heartbreaking scene yeah. you know, with her and Chance Dementia. And, of course, she appears in, in Endgame. She appears in, in the beginning of Ant-Man in that uh, <laughs> prologue sequence, which was nice right. to see. Yeah. Uh, am I missing one, Ben? Or is that kind of it? I mean, oh, and she has her own series, obviously. That got two seasons. Right. Which, Ben, I'm, I, I'm pleased to report. I'm starting that next week. Yeah, the Agent Carter series, cool. But yeah, she she blew me away in this movie, man. Mm-hmm. I honestly, if it wasn't for Chris, I, Chris Evans, was great. But I expected that from him because Chris Evans was great in those terrible Fantastic Four movies. I actually like the first Fantastic <laughs> Four. I think it's yeah. dumb fun. Yeah, Silver Surfer. Yeah. So, but he's kind of the standout of those movies. Mm-hmm. And but I have my doubts about him being Captain America. One, because Captain America is one of my favorite comic characters. But two, I was like, we're only going to do Captain America in the MCU when you got all the other characters you can do? Alright, let's let's see what happens. Wow. And now, Ben, I mean, it, it, obviously, you know, it's 2020 now. When I talk about characters born to play you know, these superhero characters, yeah. Ben, we, we think of Hugh Jackman, RDJ, Reynolds is Deadpool. I would even put uh, Margaret Robbie as Harley Quinn up there. I think Chris Evans was born to play Captain America. He yeah. may not have sold you in this movie. He did for me, and then he really solidified it in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say something. I, I enjoyed that first act when he's Skinny Rogers, dude. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to touch upon that for a little bit, Skinny Rogers, and just your thoughts about Chris Evans as Captain America as a whole? Yeah, yeah. Uh, nowadays... It might not look uh, crystal clear of uh, right. you know, big head Rogers on the little body, but uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I think it it works as uh, you know as a story and then building up to when he comes out of that uh, that steamy pod and you know Agent Carter just kind of uh, rubs his chest. But um, she tried so hard, she was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, I I think this is a really underrated movie, uh, especially like you said after the his two sequels being so big and and awesome. But you know, getting Hugo Weaving uh, to be Red Skull, that was great casting as well. Always love me some Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, get a little Stanley Tucci, uh, Doctor Erskine, that helps them, you know, make make that decision. And speaking of Tommy Lee Jones, he has one of my favorite lines in the movie. When he throws that grenade, that fake grenade, yep. and you know Steve Rogers showing his true self, and then Stella Tucci looks at him like he's still skinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, he sells that so well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, I feel like they kind of took a risk too, making it a, a period piece, going back to the forties. Um, great choice, though. Great choice. Oh, definitely great choice, and getting Joe Johnson to direct it, who who usually works around that uh, era, kind of seems like doesn't get enough credit. Does not get enough credit for how nope. great the Pajabi did with this movie. Yeah, so of course I didn't see this one in theaters either, but uh, I still like it a lot. And uh, yeah, like you said, really underrated trilogy as a whole, especially this this first movie got you excited and into the rest oh, yeah. of the series. 
So I actually, this is one of the few MCU movies, Ben, where I didn't see on a Thursday night. I actually uh, saw this because I was on vacation with my family. Mm -hmm. uh, we went to go visit my grandparents in New Jersey. So I saw this up in New Jersey on a uh, Saturday afternoon. Um, I was hanging out with my grandparents and my grandma took my sister and I to the movies and my sister and grandma went and saw something else. So I was like, that's Captain America. So I went and saw Captain America, Pack Theater. Saturday afternoon, opening weekend, it was fun. Yeah. But yeah, I just found the thought out that because I usually try to see all these MCU movies on Thursday nights, but this was one of the few I didn't get a chance to see on a Thursday night. Mm -hmm. But I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about two things. One, his look, obviously we knew he wasn't going to die, but that sacrifice <laughs> scene when he's talking with Peggy, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, that breaks my heart, man. Yep. That, that yeah. breaks my heart. Yeah, I did not expect that. Because, you know, she's, they're talking about, you know, the dance and everything. And obviously now, coming full circle, you know, they, it kind of brings everything together. But at the time, it's like, we didn't think he was ever going to get his last dance or his <laughs> dad, Peggy, you know? Yep. So, you know, I sitting there, I was like, you know, seeing her crying, him trying to keep it together while he's getting ready to put that plane in the water. And the music, too, just adding to the whole tone of that scene. Yeah. It's, it's Alan Silvestri. Really yeah, some really, really um, powerful scenes in this movie, man. Lucky mm -hmm. dying, quote <laughs> yeah. dying. Yeah. Uh, I, one of my favorite scenes too is, it seems like Tony and Cap have these elderman uh, role models they look up to who both end up dying. Iron Man, of course, with uh, what was that guy's name? Ben, I'm drawing a look on his name right now. Jensen, Jensen. Oh, uh, right. Course, uh, you know, telling Stark, hey, don't waste your life. Don't waste it. Yeah. And then in this Captain America movie, you get Stanley Tucci telling hey, it's before the procedure, whatever happens. I, I keep forgetting that quote, Ben. It's something like, uh, don't let whatever happens, you know, take away from what it's in here. So it's something like that, Ben. I'm drawing that blank <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, not a good soldier, but a good man. Something oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not doing that scene any justice right now. <laughs> But uh, so I apologize. But I'm draw I was I'm drawing a blank. I usually have that scene memorized pretty well. But whatever um, happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing: that you will stay yeah. who you are, not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Good man, dude. And he's he's been that throughout the entire trilogy. So yep. You know, you can talk about some of his selfish acts in Civil War, but we'll get to that later. Um, so that's Captain America. I want to touch upon quickly. My favorite rom one of my one of my favorite rom com. It's not my favorite rom com anymore, but one of my favorite rom coms. It's probably my second or third favorite at this point now. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love came out this year, or this year that year, and uh, another all star cast: Ben, mm -hmm. Carell, Gosling, Stone, Julianne Moore, Kevin Bacon, Kevin, David Lindhagen, <laughs> David Lindhagen, <laughs> uh, Marissa that, Tomei. Yep. She's in the movie for like five minutes, and she's she's a scene stealer. She's <laughs> yeah, great. dude, that fight scene—that that, that uh, has yeah. one of the greatest. Like, it's not really even a fight scene. It's just it's just so dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I remember there when David Lindhawk, when Kevin Bacon's uh, character David Lindhawken shows up, everyone's just like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and he's like, "I'm David Lindhawken." <laughs> David Lindhawken. David Lindhagen. <laughs> and then Steve Carell like goes over uh, or Ryan Gosling goes over first, and then Steve Carell like, oh, they're all gonna gang up, gang up with David Lindhagen. 
And then Ryan Gosling punches Kevin Bacon. And Steve Carell <laughs> is like hugging Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, uh, Steve Carell's old friend Bernie in the movie. I keep, I keep forgetting the actor's name. But like, you know, he's, he joins the fight because he thinks he's messing around with the babysitter. <laughs> and Emily Tipton is her name. The actress mm-hmm. who plays the babysitter. Um, so yeah, that whole fight was just weird. But I want I want to say this though, because I did I did get a chance to see this movie in theaters. When Emma Stone pops out and reveals herself as the other daughter, and Ryan got, I was like, oh <laughs> shit, yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I, I remember my whole theater being like, oh, I was like, <laughs> oh, it's about to go down. <laughs> so yeah, I got really excited. That was one of the biggest like oh shit moments. Uh, in any movie for me, because I, I, truthfully, then didn't see that coming at all. Yep. Did you? I mean, did you, did you see it coming? No, or no, I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I watched this like pretty recently this year, I think, uh, twenty twenty, and I had been spoiled or anything, so I had no idea, and I was <laughs> shocked too. Yeah. David Lindhagen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name, Lindhagen. Hagen. 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 And when that that cop goes, uh. When he's leaving, he goes, uh, look, all right, we, we all have fights. Just keep it in the family. Gosling just has a chuckle. Yeah. He I will kill you. <laughs> this, this was actually the beginning of the whole Gosling, uh, Emma Stone sort yeah. of uh, trilogy because they, they, they come together again in Gangster Squad. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, three years later in the epic masterpiece that is La La Land. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope they don't do it another one because they have a nice little trilogy. <laughs> yeah, the, the first and third movies are great. The second one, not so much. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Crazy Stupid Love, man, it's a it's such a sweet movie. And I, I'm gonna be on record. I'm on record saying this, Ben, one of the best written screenplays of all time. Calling mm-hmm. it now. Mm-hmm. One, one of the, especially for a rom com, Ben. Yeah. One of the best. I would go with that. And. Uh, yeah, it gets a little cheesy towards the end when his kids have that little speech. <laughs> at the, I was like, hey, yeah. all right, all right, you get a little cheesy, but it worked for the movie. It worked. So, um, yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I didn't really have a point in this movie where I cried, but I got a little choked up. I was like, and uh, I, I do believe, Ben, also that uh, Carell and Julianne Moore get back together. It's not crystal clear, but either they're, I think they're going to try again. Mm-hmm. It's 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 left open open ended. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, definitely recommend. So the big movie that came out in July, Ben, was obviously the concluding chapter of the Harry Potter franchise, uh, Deathly Hollows Part Two. I know a lot of people um, were disappointed with Part One. I actually quite like Borderline. I love that movie, just because of its slow pace. This movie's not messing around from the way this movie just starts. As soon as the Warner Brothers logo <laughs> appears, it's like yeah, it's it's the shortest Harry Potter movie, yet it's the most. It's probably one of the more emotional oh. ones, mm-hmm. and definitely the most action heavy. All the book readers they knew when I actually read the, read the book after I had seen the movie, so I didn't know what was going to happen uh, with Harry. I thought Harry was going to die. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I walked out of this movie Ben extremely satisfied this is ben this is a conclusion done right now i will say i i i am always a little let down by the harry voldemort fight i thought it would have been more epic yeah it's two master wizards and they end up punching each other yeah (laughs) 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 just like that you're 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 like having a 
bitch slap <laughs> fighting contest right now. What's happening here? Yeah. So, yeah, it's not the most exciting fight in the world. You know, I, I, I hearken that some comic book film fights are a little bit better than that one. But mm-hmm. as a whole, the movie's satisfying. Uh, as in where the characters end up, the journey. But I think the most emotional moment for me, man, uh, the Snape's death, man, that, that, uh, that got me really good, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the late great Alan Rickman, who has is actually my third favorite uh, Harry Potter character, only behind uh, Harry and Hermione. Um, yeah, he is uh, he is really good here, man. And just seeing his art come full circle, like he really did care about Harry. Yep, he just didn't show it, you know. And uh, or he was tough love, tough yeah. love. Yeah, Dumbledore kind of basically let this kid die. He's like, like, like Snape said, you've been uh, saving him for a pig like slaughter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love seeing how much Snape really did care about Harry because of his connection with Harry's mom and, you know, Harry's dad being kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sold on Snape until the third movie, but after that, I, I really bought into Alan Rickman Snape and he became, like I said, he became a fan favorite of mine, a personal favorite of mine, I should say. Yeah, and it's not my favorite. You know, my personal favorite is the Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. But there's one other thing that really pisses me off, Ben, about this movie, and that's so when Harry lets Hermione and Ron know that he has to go sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. Hermione is very emotional, right? Like she goes and hugs Harry. Ron just Ron's just like, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, really. That's that's his best friend right there, and Ron's just like, thank you for your service. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, I don't know if it was supposed to be played off like Ron's in shock. That's why I kind of like yeah. let it, you know, maybe they were playing it for kind of a shock thing. I don't know. That, when that sometimes whenever I watch it, I'm like it kind of rubs me, rubs me the wrong way. Like, eh. but it's a it's a nitpick. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Ben, your thoughts on Deathly Hollows Part Two? Yeah. So. Yet again, another one I've seen recently. Um, I actually watched the whole franchise recently with my girlfriend for the first time. And the, yeah, I think it is a really good end to um, Harry Potter's story. Uh, and especially at the at the very end there, they do that, uh, you know, little time jump. And that was kind of cool to see. Um, Beautiful. Well, that was probably the most well done thing about the movie was the epilogue. Yeah. Yep. I've always loved Alan Rickman since I saw him as Hans Gruber, so I was always in <laughs> with uh, with his character. And uh, I think I knew uh, Snape was going to die at some point, but I did not know the connection to to Harry's parents, uh, you know, Harry's mom especially. And so that that really threw me for a loop, uh, and uh, I really enjoyed that aspect of the movie and the whole franchise. Yeah, like you said, the the fight. Between Harry and Voldemort, uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy a whole lot, but uh, the the buildup was really good, and seeing the the fights with all the the other kids and uh, I think about them like running across the bridge and stuff there, you know, there's there some really cool scenes. But yeah, it, it was it was really good ending. And Neville Longbottom said. A, a, a silent badass man. Yeah, I did not <laughs> see that coming. <laughs> speech, and then he kills the snake. I was like, man, you go, Neville. Yep, the the chosen so, one. Uh, and uh, it was nice seeing uh, 
Draco, be nice for a couple seconds at the very end, the epilogue. Yeah. Gives Harry a little smile, like, oh, he's a bully, that kid. What's up, Harry? <laughs> Starbucks? Yeah, I was kind of, you know, Draco kind of turned a corner a little bit in this movie. I remember, you know, him, when they were having that little standoff, when they have, when Voldemort has a Harry's dead body, and he's like, hey, join us or die. And Draco's parents are like, Draco, come on. And Draco's like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, look, I may not have liked Harry Potter that much, but you know, just, just kind of kill him. So I don't want to go with you guys, but, you know, his parents, whatever. God, his parents are really cowards. But um, <laughs> yeah. I get it. You know, they, they left the dark side. Star Wars reference. Uh, but, you know, um, they left, you know, they kind of cowered out, chickened out. But yeah, I kind of like seeing a little Draco give Harry a little respect, like, my, my man. Mm-hmm. Thanks, for save, thanks for saving me back there uh, all those years ago. Ben, I think one of the highlights for me of this movie was, uh, was my buddy of mine. We saw this opening weekend. Didn't see it on a Thursday, though. I, re- I refused to go to a Harry Potter movie on a Thursday just because <laughs> I just know what those crowds are like. But they played that, the first Dark Knight Rises trailer in front of this movie. Oh, yeah. And right before the movie started, and I swear to God, when the movie was starting, people were still kind of whispering, yo, that Batman, 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 Batman. So <laughs> I get it from a marketing perspective. Yeah, market the Dark Knight, but don't have that be the final trailer you show before you start showing <laughs> the actual movie. Because <laughs> they, yeah. they, they were talking about Batman for a little bit. But um, yeah, Harry Potter. Not my favorite Harry Potter in the, in the movie. It's my second favorite, but very satisfying, as I said. So we are in the last month, and I got to wrap up here. In a, in a, and so we're going to kind of run through a little bit of these, uh, some of these Final Destination 5. Ben, I have not talked about the trilogy at all, and I, I keep forgetting to do it. I love the series. It is stupid. It is ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, they say it's a horror franchise. It's not really horror. It's nothing really scary about it. It's just, it's kind of, it's not really torture porn either. It's more like death porn. <laughs> if, there's, if there's such a thing, like, you yeah, because these people are dying left and right, but. I love I love Final Destination Five because it's it's a step up from four. Have you seen any of the Final Destinations? I honestly I've seen a few. I can't tell any of them apart. There's one with a roller coaster. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite. Uh, the third that's one. That's my favorite. Okay. Yeah. And there's one with the highway with the truck. Yeah, that's sec- that's the second one. Okay, I probably haven't seen five then. Yeah, the five is the uh, bridge. Nope. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, anyway, uh, the change-up, a comedy with Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman, Leslie Mann, and Olivia Wilde, when kind of a Freaky Friday situation with Bateman and Reynolds. Uh, Olivia Wilde's in this, and she is looking as hot as ever. I'll tell you that much. Um, she was, movie's fine. Fun little, fun little comedy if you're doing nothing else on a Tuesday evening. You know, want to pop on the change-up. All right, anyway. Ben, one of yes. my favorites. We got to talk about, and one of both of our favorite trilogies, Complete surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Dude, this movie came out of nowhere. <laughs> yep. I was not expecting this movie to be this good. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I, I didn't see this one in theaters, honestly. Uh, caught it on TV because I heard you know, about Dawn coming out. And I was like, ah, I'll give this a shot. And I was like, oh, James Franco. Yeah, sure. I like him. And the CGI isn't all there. But it, you know, for 2011, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I really liked it a lot. It, it, it does a great job uh, building up the story, and you really feel for Caesar also, uh, even though he only says, you know, like a few words the entire movie. 
but even that's crazy. His first no yelling at uh chills. Oh yeah, yeah, yelling at uh, at Draco there, or actor Tom Felton. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean Andy Circus kills it in here, and meeting all the other monkeys too, and his relationship with James Franco, you know, is really cool. Uh, God, John John Lithgow too, um, with him getting dementia, and I mean uh, that stuff's really sad. Yeah. Uh, also. So yeah, it really was a surprise movie, and another I kind of think underrated start to a, a fantastic trilogy. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, this, this is my uh, second favorite of of the Apes trilogy. My first being War for the Planet of the Apes, but um, yeah, this is one of those movies where wasn't expecting much. Looked kind of a throwaway little drama action sci-fi kind of film i was like oh, whatever. and then by the end i was like damn i kind of want another one so um this movie would have been fine too if it was just just this standalone film because <laughs> yeah. it pretty pretty great but then they did the post credits thing with the virus so obviously we were probably going to see a sequel at some point mm-hmm. um but we're going to get to that in another episode down, down the road but uh yeah planet of the apes like you said ben you put it you put it you said it well. You said it the best. Uh, a great start to a great trilogy. So there's one more film I want to talk about. Actually, two more films I want to touch upon real quick. One is The Ides of March, directed by George Clooney. One of my favorite political kind of thrillers. It's it's so good, dude. This movie's really good. Ryan Gosling gives a great performance. Clooney, Clooney is Clooney, but Philip Seymour Hoffman is absolutely fantastic in this movie. He's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think about this cast, man. Gosling, Clooney, Hoffman, Jim... Paul Giamatti, Marissa Tomei, Evan Rachel Wood, Jeffrey Wright. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic cast. Uh, it kind of went under the radar because, you know, it came out kind of in the dead zone of August when not a lot of movies really talked about. But uh, I know not a lot of people have seen it. It's it's in my top, uh, I want to say, five of 2011 overall. So, yeah, for me, Mides of March, fantastic. If you guys get a chance to go see it, watch it. Last movie I want to talk about is the movie that should have won Best Picture, in my opinion, and that is The Help. Stone, Emma Stone, Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, Jessica Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard, Allison Janney, another award-winning cast. And, mm-hmm. you know, this movie did go on, Ben, to win a lot of awards. It lost to the uh, the artist, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, this is this is one of those ensemble movies, man, where I just I ate it all up, dude. It's 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 a testament to to how great the I mean, we all know how great Emma Stone is, world class actress. Octavia mm-hmm. Spencer man doesn't get enough credit, and she's she's great in almost everything. Yeah, Viola Davis man, I am going to continue singing her praises, dude. She does not get the credit she deserves, buddy. She really doesn't, and I get it. She kind of went the TV route to do her how to get away with murder. Right. But if you guys haven't seen Fences or this, please do. Oh, David, and man, even in Suicide Squad, she's probably the best thing about Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. For a so, yeah. And then, like I said, Emma Stone and Bryce Dallas Howard, and oh, 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 uh, and and Ben, Jessica Chastain. So, <laughs> and then Barrett of Riches, and it did not disappoint. So, yeah, I love I love this movie. Honestly, that one is still on my watch list. I think it's on Netflix now. So hopefully, I get to that soon. Uh, I know my mom. She read the book and then went and saw it, and she liked it a lot. So, one more I wanted to call out. Uh, this is actually a foreign film called Headhunters. 
that my brother showed me. I don't know how he found it. Uh, I think it was on Amazon Prime. Not a sponsor. But uh, we watched it one night at his house, and it is awesome. The The only person I recognize is, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, Nikolai Kosser-Waldo uh, from Game of Thrones as well. But he's uh, a corporate recruiter who is also uh, an art thief steals some some uh some priceless uh pieces of art so a little double meaning with the the title there and according to wikipedia it's the highest grossing norwegian film in history so yeah you know it's got to be good uh but yeah i'd definitely recommend that to people as well well th- thanks for that because i i have never even heard of it until you mentioned it so thanks i mean it's always nice when we're able to give each other some movies that we haven't heard of and yep. uh this this that movie is going to be on my list now. So, um, yeah, well, clearly we, we spent more time talking about 2011 than I've talked about to. Yeah, but it is time to go. I think the best movie for me in terms of summer 2011, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm probably gonna say Crazy Stupid Love. I'm gonna go with Crazy Stupid Love. That that's that's probably my favorite movie of the summer. What about you, Ben? Uh, I did not have this plan before, but I honestly going through. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I think, is uh, is amazing and a great start, you know, to a trilogy, like I said before. Yeah, that's not a bad choice. Both excellent choices. Um, if you guys haven't seen the films we talked about, I'm sure you guys probably have, but it's always nice to go back and revisit some of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm, I'm kind of in the mood now to go watch the first Avenger now. Was, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, just talking about all that stuff. So. Yeah, and tell us your favorite movie, guys, on. Uh, the infinity film podcast that's our yeah. instagram name and you can email us at the infinity bros 20 at gmail.com please do please do uh so join us next time we're going to dive into 2012 and ben i think 2012 was like at the time if you were if you were a comic book fan that was the year yeah so i am i i cannot wait to talk about 2012 because <laughs> that I'm sure those the, the two movies, I'm sure you probably know what I'm talking about. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about both those movies. So, mm-hmm. Only one I saw in theaters. So God we'll see man. which one that was. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, you're killing me. <laughs> um, but the, actually, 2012 Summer as a whole, one of my favorites. But um, I, well, we'll get into that in the next episode. So yeah, uh, look out for that 2012 summer uh, summer preview summer preview summer review <laughs> slash retrospective whatever you want to call it. Um, and like I said, if you guys missed our 2010 retrospective, please go back and listen to it. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing that one, and as we did with this one. So mm-hmm. for Benjamin Saunders, I'm Roger Glimpshot, guys. Thanks for listening, for tuning in, and until next time, and we'll see you later. So it's over. Yeah, it's over. No! <laughs>